Hello and welcome to On the Other Hand Sir, a podcast for history students. Okay, on with today's podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to On the Other Hand Sir podcast. My name is Anna and today I will be focusing on Adolf Hitler and particularly on how he came to be known as one of the most vile dictators of the 20th century. I hope you enjoy my take on it and today's episode in general. So all of my knowledge on this topic was gathered from history classes as well as Hitler's biography written by Sir Ian Kershaw, which I borrowed from the school library and enjoyed quite a bit to be honest. So I will be starting off by filling you in on who Kershaw is and his works. Ian Kershaw, as you have probably figured, is a historian whose work predominantly focuses on social history of the 20th century Germany. He's regarded by many as one of the world's leading experts on Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany in general. He's particularly noted for his biographies on Hitler, one of which I will be focusing on today. An interesting fact I would like to mention is that Kershaw was born on April 29th in the year of 1943, which is just nine days after Hitler's birthday and just after the Battle of Stalingrad has ended, turning the war against Hitler. So perhaps the universe itself chose a career path for Sir Ian Kershaw. Who knows? Now, moving on to the book itself, which is simply called Hitler. It has two forebears, which are the two-volume biographies. First one, Hitler. It's called Hitler, 1889-1936, Hubris. And the second one is called Hitler, 1936-1945, Nemesis. Both were received incredibly well worldwide, including Germany, which was particularly gratifying, according to Kershaw himself. The biography was written with an intent to explore Hitler's power. Kershaw admits that he wrote it with two particular questions in mind. The first one was how could such a bizarre misfit, such as Hitler, come to a position of power? And the second one was how Hitler could exercise that power. Despite being done with only one-third of the book, I would say, which is around a thousand pages long, must I add, I've already gained a broader view and a better understanding of who Adolf Hitler was and what it was that forever immortalized him in the history books and people's minds. One of the very first facts I learned, thanks to the biography, is Hitler's original last name. So Adolf Hitler was almost Adolf Chickenkobel, and big apologies for my German pronunciation. I'm very well aware that it's not brilliant. So it was he was named, he was almost named Adolf Schickelgruber or Adolf Heidler. His father, Alois, was born out of wedlock to Maria Anna Schickelgruber and he was given her surname. However, when he was about 40 years old, Alois decided to adopt the last name of his stepfather, John Görg Hitler, um, who some speculated was actually his biological father. On legal documents, Hitler was given as the new last name, though the reason for the spelling change is unknown. Alois Hitler was married twice and had several children before taking Clara Poltz as his third wife. The couple had six children, though only Adolf and a sister and his sister reached adulthood. 
Adolf had a difficult relationship with his father, who died in 1903, but he absolutely adored his mother and was reportedly grief-stricken by her death from breast cancer in 1907. <clears throat> Another interesting bit of information that is worth mentioning is Hitler's childhood and countless changes in it. Alois Hitler was a restless soul, as Ian Kershaw writes, which caused the family to move around a fair bit. Despite that, young Adolf never experienced any hard time due to constant changes. He established himself rapidly with a new set of schoolmates and became a little ring leader in, a, in the games of cops and robbers. However, war games were a particular favorite of his. About the same time, Adolf became gripped by the adventure stories of Carl May, whose popular tales of the Wild West and the Indian Wars were enthralling thousands of youngsters. Most of these youngsters, however, graduated from Carl May adventures and the childhood fantasies they fostered as they grew up. For Adolf, however, the fascination with Carl May never faded. As a Reich chan Chancellor, he still read the May stories, recommending them even to his generals, whom he accused of lacking imagination. Adolf later referred to this happy time when schoolwork was ridiculously easy, leaving me so much free time that the sun saw more of me than my room. However, those days those uh, of freedom and being able to be carefree were coming to an end. The transition to secondary school was a hard one for young Adolf. He had to trek every day from his, from his home in Leoniding to school in Linz, a journey of over an hour each way, leaving him little or no time for developing out-of-school friendships. He had no close friends at school, nor did he seek any. That's what Ian Kershaw writes in his book. His schoolwork, which had been so good in primary school, suffered from the outset, and his behavior betrayed clear signs of immaturity. Uh, later, his former class teacher, Dr. Edward Humer, recalled Adolf as a thin, pale youth, a boy not making full use of his talent, lacking in appliances, and unable to accommodate himself to school discipline. He characterized him as stubborn, high-handed, dogmatic, and hot-tempered. With his classmates, he was domineering and the leading figure in the sort of immature pranks. There can be little doubting that Hitler's attitude towards his school and teachers, with one exception, was absolutely negative. He left school with an elemental hatred towards it and later mocked and derided schooling and teachers. Only his history teacher, Dr. Leopold Poch, was singled out for praise in Mein Kampf for firing Hitler's interest through vivid narratives and tales of heroism from the German past, stirring in him the strongly emotional German nationalist. <clears throat> Adolf's adolescence, as he commented in Mein Kampf, was very painful. With the move to the school in Linz and the start of the rumbling conflict with his father, an important formative phase in his character development had begun. The happy, playful youngster of primary school days had grown to an idle, resentful, rebellious, sullen, stubborn, and absolutely purposeless teenager. And perhaps 
that was the breaking point, the moment which aided the violent dictator mindset, the moment that made Adolf Hitler the person he is known as to the whole world. So, and to be honest, I highly recommend this biography to all fellow history enthusiasts for they might find it useful in their classes and it is generally an interesting book about a horrific yet fascinating person. And to add to that, Anne Kershaw's writing style is quite engaging, which makes this an enjoyable read. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hopefully it was worth your time and you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed making this episode. Please check out the rest of the podcast. There is lots of great stuff on there. Happy listening and good night.